Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. We continue our study of the first book of Samuel, that's Shmuel Aleph. We are in the middle of chapter 18, Parak Yudches. And we just read in the first part of this chapter how Shaul, Saul, King Saul, had the chance, had every opportunity to graciously... Um, uh, facilitate the transfer, uh, the peaceful transition of power to David. He could have done it. His son, who is his obvious heir, Jonathan, Jonathan, would would have been completely happy um, uh, given his close friendship with David. Like the the setup was was there for a perfect transfer of power. However, Shaul chose a different path. Uh, we land, we finished with verse 9, how Shaul kept a, uh, a jealous eye. He was jealous of David, and he was watching him suspiciously. Um, in the, the second part of the chapter, which we're studying now, we'll see how this, this uh, attitude of Shaul continues, gets worse, and he uh, digs in his heels, so to speak, in his jealous attitude um, and his uh, desire to get rid of David rather than uh, facilitate his rise to power. If, if we just think for a moment how the seeds of the eventual split of the kingdom into Israel and Judah, which is going to happen several generations later, are being laid here <coughs> by Shaul, by his behavior. It's this, this, this attitude, it, it just shows the power that one leader has. When one leader chooses the path of vengeance and refuses to give up power, uh, when he could easily have, have done so in, in a way that he would be remembered his, in, throughout history as a hero, as the important first king, the unifier of Israel. Um, instead, he ends up, you know, um, being the one who just could not tolerate King David and, king, and, and, and ended up laying the seeds for the eventual split of the kingdom and, uh, and, and all of the destruction that came about because of that. Uh, this attitude of, um, of selfishness and arrogance on the part of a leader is uh, unfortunately something that we see all too often throughout our history and in, throughout modern times. Um, so let's do verse 10 where we're up to. It was the next day. And a, a evil spirit of, uh, of God uh, uh, came over Saul. Now this this evil spirit, you get the sense that it's it the evil spirit is the one that is a result of his anger, of his jealousy, and he just uh, and when a person is consumed with that, then then rather than be successful, everything is all about his getting rid of his um, his rivals, getting rid of the uh, uh, you know the one who who he perceives are, are his enemies. Even and, and he sees enemies, even when they're not necessarily enemies. David wasn't an enemy, and we'll see that emphasized throughout this battle between Saul and David that's going to be in these upcoming chapters. Um, he just never gets the fact that David isn't an enemy. But, um, but so being consumed by this anger, literally this, the word means and he prophesied 
in the house. Uh, and Rashi points out, and, and it, it's clear that this prophecy here doesn't mean he was receiving uh, uh, words of God, uh, uh, you know, in a prophecy. It's, it's like well, the same way a prophet is consumed by his words and speaks in parables and speaks in sometimes unintelligible ways or ways that don't make obvious sense. So similarly, Saul was so consumed by this anger that he... Um, that he um, he babbled and 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 acted acted crazy. Uh, um, David biado, and David kept him calm by by because he was had his 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 uh, instrument in his hand and he played kiyom biyom just like he did day to day before viachanit piad shaol, and Saul had the spear in his hand. This. This image, David minagain, v'hachanit b'yad shol, Saul armed with his spear, and David with a musical instrument, is a, is a stark and powerful image. And the verse is deliberately laying it out this way, how David was not acting as an enemy to Saul, but he was being perceived as such, and Saul was acting as if David was an enemy. V'yotel shol et achanis. And Saul, in his, in his, in this, in this, uh, in his, uh, a spirit of anger, and in this, um, and when he was consumed by this uh, n- nonsensical uh, rage, uh, he he took, he held his spear and threw it. Vayomer, and he thought to himself, "Akevi Davidu Vakir." Maybe if I just throw the spear around, maybe I'll strike David and 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 I'll uh, drive him, uh, pin him up against the wall. Vayisov David mipanov pamayim. But David was able to move away uh, a couple times, and apparently David, whether whether it was. It seems that this was thrown in such a way as if Saul was presenting it as if he's just throwing his spear around, as opposed to actually aiming it at David. And he was just hoping if he does this, he'll hit him. And David apparently did not interpret this as if Saul was deliberately aiming it at him, whether this is naivete on the part of David or whether Saul... um, was consumed by such a rage and was so crazy with his uh, mood that that it just seemed like he was doing it just randomly. And Saul was afraid of David. Anger always comes from fear. He was afraid that David was coming to get him, and therefore Saul acted out of rage. Because it was obvious that God was with David. And we get the sense, and we've seen this in previous chapters, that when it says God is with someone, it means... The person is 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 confident. The person uh, is close with God. He knows God. He feels God, and 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 he's humble. The person that knows God is humble. A person that knows God is um, makes the best of the situations that he is put into. Understands what is called what is called for from him. How to act in in the challenges that are presented to him. Um, these are these are the ideas that comes with someone who is with God. As we said before, one who is not with God, one who is with idols, leads to arrogance, selfishness, anger, jealousy. One who is with God leads to humility, leads to um, a, a success, leads to uh, happiness with what a person has, and 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 enables someone to face the challenges of life. Um, knowing that God is with him, umayim Shaul sar sar. But from Saul, God was, God was gone, God was not there. Vayisireu Shaul meimo. So Saul, 
um, knowing that he couldn't directly attack David at this time because of David's popularity, Saul tries to figure out, and the rest of the chapter we'll see ways that Saul tries to figure out how to get rid of David without actually attacking him. Um, So the first thing he does is get him out of my house so I don't have to see him all the time. I'm going to make him a, a general in the army, and we'll see later that his intent was if I send him out to fight enough battles, eventually he might die in battle and I'll be rid of him. So he let him go out into the, into the public and he can go in front and lead the people when they go out to battle, he can lead them. Uh, in front of Reha'am, uh, in front of the nation, uh, giving us the idea that this Sarah Elif may not have just been a battle thing, but it may have been a, a leader of the general public as well. Now, of course, this is going to backfire because when David goes out there, he's going to be even more successful and become even more popular. But, and which we see right now in verse 14, and David, in all of the things that he did, whether it was in battle or whether it was as a, a leader of the public, maskil, he was successful, and God was with him. The, 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 the uh, verses deliberately are trying to teach us that God being with someone leads someone to success because of the humility that it leads to because it leads to a person's confidence knowing that the challenges that he has to undergo are challenges that are being given to him by God and 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 it leads one to treat other people properly to treat them without jealousy uh, and so on so he, David was successful uh, and God was with him and Saul of course saw this that he was being very successful and he was afraid of him instead of learning from David instead of being humble seeing what it was that led to David's success he was afraid of him and all of Israel and Yehuda so this, this divide again it's important the divide between Israel, Israel which will eventually one day split away from Yehuda and Yehuda and Judah of Israel and Judea, we the the divide is already in place, and we've seen this several times. However, they're united under Saul, um, and will be united under David and Solomon, and as we'll see as we study together. But um, eventually, we'll split. Ohevet David, they they loved all of Israel and Judah loved David and why? Because he is now the one who is going out and coming in front of them. He's the one who's out in public. Saul is in the palace, so to speak, with the spear in his hand, and David is out there. Saul made the mistake of thinking this would get rid of him, but instead it made him even more successful. So now Saul is thinking, I want to bring David in because he's so popular. But I also want to get rid of him. So he's trying to think of, uh, of another option. So I tried send, making him the general, but that only made it worse. And everything Saul is going to try is going to make it worse for Saul, or in, from his perspective, that is. Um, but let's see what he tries next. So, so Saul said to David, you know, remember back when at the fight against uh, Goliath, of Goliath, uh, the promise was made that whoever kills him will marry the daughter of the king. So... Saul has to fulfill that promise, so let's see what he's going to do. He navy Hagadola. I have my older daughter. I have several uh, daughters. My older one is Meirav. Her name is Meirav. I can give her to you as a wife, so you can marry Meirav. Um, 
Except the on condition, I want you to be one of my soldiers. I want you to be uh, uh, of my soldiers. So you see what Saul has in mind here. On the outside, he's going to show to the people, "Ooh, I'm bringing him in as my son-in-law." But really, his plan is to keep sending him to battle, hoping he'll die. So this way, you can wage the wars of God. And Saul is thinking to himself, My hand won't go directly against David. And instead, the Philistine, the enemy, they can take care of David for me. So David's response, David said to Saul, Who am I and what is my life? My father's uh, uh, family in, in Israel, uh, we're a humble family that I should, should be the, um, the son-in-law of the king. You know, who am I? I you know, you're sure you want me to marry into your family? I, I don't know if I'm, I'm worthy of such an honor. Um, that was his response, but apparently he still went ahead with the plan. And it was when the time came that the agreed upon marriage was to take place a switch was took place and instead of giving Meirav to David as a wife she was given and this, presumably this happened uh, with the knowledge of Saul and he did a flip he, he never uh, 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 went through with the deal and Meirav was given to another man named Adriel now uh, the, the, we get the impression that there was no um, uh, relationship or bond or feelings between David and Meirav. So David presumably wasn't that upset. But we also are reminded, of course, here of the story of um, Rachel and Leah, how Lavan, uh, you know, switched the two. You know how how uh, Yaakov had a relationship with with Rachel with Rachel, but he ended up uh, uh, being given Leah. We have this similar thing here. And how do we know that David? Um, and Michal, which we're going to see in a minute, um, uh, uh, had a relationship because Saul had another daughter, we see in the next verse 20, and the daughter of Saul named Michal, she loved David. We're not told here of what, what David's feelings were towards Michal, but we are told that Michal loved David. So now we have... Jonathan, who's Saul's son, loving David. Michal, who is also Saul's daughter, loving David. So, again, we have a situation where Saul could easily and graciously hand over power to David. But remember, as we saw, he chose the opposite path. So, Michal loved David. And it was told to Saul that his daughter Michal would, uh, would love to marry David. And he thought to himself, oh, this would be a great idea. Uh, Meirav um, uh, was, was, uh, went and married this other guy, so I can give Michal to him. And Saul thought to himself, I will give her to him. And she could be a trap for him. Uh, and what would, presumably what he means is, um, by him marrying into my family, that will t- th- then I'll appoint him general, and then utihibo yad plishtim, and then the Philistines can take him down as because he's going to lead the troops into battle. This gives me a way out. <laughs> so, um, 
So Saul said to David, um, you can marry into my family uh, now um, with my second one, with my second daughter. So Saul, okay, so this is, so this is now the plan. So what happens? So Saul now tells to um, his, his servants, he tells his conf- his, the people who he confides in, he says, el David balot I want you guys to uh, talk to David on the side in private um, and tell him as, fo- as following. I want you to give David the impression that I love him so much and I want him to marry into my family. The king desires you. He wants you. And all of the servants of the king love you. Always mix a little truth into every lie. <laughs> so, and all of his servants, because there's plenty of his servants of the king that do love David, as we've seen. And now it's time for you to finally marry into the king's family. Um... So, uh, so I want you to make David think that I'm his best friend, presumably so that he shouldn't suspect that Saul's real plan is to send him to battle to die. And the servants of Saul uh, followed the instructions of the king, and they spoke to David on the side as Advarim Ela. These, this plan, these words. By Yomer David and David responded to them, Is this a light thing to you? Someone should marry into the family of the king. I'm a poor man, and I'm a, a nobody. I'm I'm a, a lightweight. Nick, uh, language of Kala. Nikle is the language of Kala. I'm a lightweight. I'm a nobody, right? <clears throat> um, and you think it's nothing, you know, to marry into the king, you have to be somebody special. Who am I? This seems to be a, a genuine expression of humility on the part of David, feeling that he's unworthy. Um, and the servants of Saul responded to him, Kadvaram Ela, Diber David. They went back to Saul and responded and said, This is what David said. And Saul said, remember, what David had said was, I'm a poor person, a lightweight. So Saul is thinking, oh, he's worried about the, you know, he, uh, he's poor, so he doesn't have money to bring in. Usually, if you're going to marry the king's daughter, you're supposed to be a rich man, and you're supposed to bring some kind of property, some kind of wealth into the king as a, as a, as a dowry. You know, the, king, the king's, uh, you know, marriage among royal families is, 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 is when, uh, you know, one side brings some value to the other side uh, uh, in order to uh, earn the right to marry the king's daughter. In this case, um, uh, he says, Kosom David, this is what you should say to David. The king is not interested in, in, in a dowry, in a, in, a, in, a, in a payment for, the, for his daughter. What he'd rather have as payment, give him mea arlos plishtim. Get him a hundred foreskins um, of the Philistines. So this is, you know, again, emphasizing that the Philistine, the enemy, are uncircumcised. Uh, get me a hundred of their foreskins, which is obviously um, not an easy task. Uh, they're the enemy. You'd have to... Um, attack them and uh, circumcise them and bring the so and so the idea being this is if 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 david can pay this dowry um presumably he'll die in the process i want you what you pay me that's all is is saying sending to david as a message what you pay me is being my military leader 
Um, so you'd go ahead and take revenge of the enemies of the king. And Saul is thinking while he's saying this that in the end what's going to happen is David will die at the hands of the Philistines. So Saul's servant said to David these words, and, and it seemed like a good idea to David. I could do that. Uh, I could I could marry into the king's family um, um, uh, by by and and the way I'll earn my place is by being a warrior and that I could do I know I'm an effective warrior and I know how to fight the Philistines as we've seen already uh, he's quite experienced and quite good at that and presumably he gave his Saul gave David a uh, time period within which to do it, like 30 days to get the, it doesn't specify that, but that's what it seems like. So before the day, time period was up, by Yochum David, and David got up, by Ilah Huva and Ashav, and he and his his, uh, his men, his soldiers, remember David was appointed uh, 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 an officer over over a significant uh, proportion of the army, by Plishtim, and they went and they uh, they fought against the Philistines, and they struck down Masayimish, 200 men, so even though he was asked to get Mea a hundred, he did twice what the king asked by David So David brought back as a trophy of war the foreskins of the two hundred Philistine soldiers that he had killed in battle by Lamelech, and he brought them out to the king, and um, they counted them out. This is my dowry. Now I could marry your daughter Michal, and presumably uh, David. Um, Loved Michal as Michal loved David. At least that's the impression we're being given here. And Saul gave David Michal his daughter as a wife, and David is now a general. And Saul saw Vayeda, and he knew that God was with David. But remember, he misunderstood what this means. Right? He thought that God being with someone is the same way a pagan god is with. He has the favor of the gods. He did. What it was, you know, he has some kind of magic spirit with him. Um, and Michal, the daughter of Saul, loved David. Again, this is emphasized that Michal loved, loved David. And again, the verse, even though one might assume that David had feelings for Michal, but the, for, uh, for reasons which we which we may under- understand as we study this relationship, um, the verses emphasize Michal's love for, for David, but it doesn't mention David's feelings for Michal, which, um, uh, which might help us understand a little bit about their relationship. And Saul continued even more to be afraid of David, Owed even more, and Saul was the enemy of David for, for, from then on. It never got better. And uh, the um, the office, the chiefs of the of the Philistine army um, went out to battle. And every time they went out to fight David, now David is their big enemy. David was even more successful more successful than any of the servants of Saul. He was successful in battle and repelling the attacks of the Philistines. And his uh, name became, his name became very, very famous, very well-loved. His name became very, um, literally precious. Uh, he had a his fame was 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 solid. 
So this, um, we've now, we, we leave the story now. This is the end of this chapter, 18. Uh, at this point, uh, just to recap, David is now the son-in-law of the king. He's married to Michal, who loves him very much. Uh, the David is, um, is ready to, uh, is a successful general. David's reputation is soaring. Saul would like to have him killed by the Philistines. Saul is not ready to confront David head on yet, but he's still trying to pretend that he likes him while we know that he doesn't, and he's still trying to orchestrate David's downfall in a backhanded way, um, uh, which we'll see how that changes as this, uh, this enmity between the two progresses. Thank you so much for studying this chapter with me together. Looking forward to studying more chapters and, of course, the entire book of Samuel together.